was excited to get here because I know that God has something really strategic for us this week and even this morning. Hallelujah. And I decree and declare that the um, enemy of distraction will not be our portion today. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the prayers that went up before this one. Jesus. And we say thank you, Lord God, for who you are and for all that you have done. God, we thank you, Lord God, for gracing us with your presence. You are here. You are here. And those who can't feel you, Lord God, I pray that you will make your presence known this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus, as we focus on you, as we put our hearts and our minds on you, as we set our affections on you this morning, we ask, Lord God, as we open up to you uh, that you will come in and have your way you said in your word lift lift up your heads oh ye gates and even be lifted up ye everlasting yes, doors uh, yes, and you God. promised that the king of glory shall come in so we lift up our heads Lord God hallelujah and we lift up our hearts oh God and we welcome you to come in come in in this place Lord God come in in this place Lord God have your way as only you can in the name of the Lord Jesus we thank you Lord God for saturating this atmosphere with your presence, saturating it with your anointing, Lord God, your yoke-destroying anointing, Lord God, your breakers anointing in this house this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. That even now, Lord God, that you are ready to darkness, Lord God, darkness that are in our imagination, darkness that are in our lives, Lord God, in the hidden chambers of our heart, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we say, come in and have your way, Lord Jesus. Jesus, have your way, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Have your way, have your way. Have your way in moving our midst today. And we thank you, Lord God, for even your angels to make war for us. Even now, Ramasoa. I thank you for victory over hidden, over hidden agendas of the enemy. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you that every contract of the enemy is now canceled. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you that every altar that was erected, Lord God, against your children is utterly destroyed in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the things, Lord God, that we came in the house with, Lord God, we won't stay. It won't stay. It won't stay. But we decree and declare victory in this atmosphere. We decree and declare victory and freedom in this atmosphere in the name of the Lord Jesus. That no matter what we came here with, no matter what our week has been like, Lord God, that it will not be able to smother Deliver. your glory intended for my life in the name of the Lord Jesus. For our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. I decree and declare freedom. I decree and declare victory in this house for each and every person that's graced this entrance in the name of the Lord Jesus. I thank you for your establishing your authority in this house. Establishing your authority in our community. Establishing your authority, Lord God, in all of our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I see I see I see the glory of the Lord in the house. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For those who can't see it, Lord God, I pray that you will open the eyes of your children in the name of the Lord Jesus. Open the eyes of your children in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hey! Lord Jesus, we look to you, Lord Jesus. We look to you, Lord Jesus. We look to you. We look to you. 
Welcome to your father's house. Hallelujah. Where there's pleasures evermore. Welcome to your father's house. Where you can release your cares to him. Where you can release your cares to him. Where you can release and be vulnerable to him. He can be trusted. Hallelujah. He can be trusted. Hallelujah. There's safety in him. There's safety in his presence. There's safety in his presence. So we look to him, we look to you, we look to you. Hallelujah. Come on in. Come on, just give him the fruit of your lips for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We look to you, Lord Jesus. Come on, tell him. We look to you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We look to you, Lord Jesus. We look to you. We look to you, Lord Jesus. We look to you. We look to you, Lord Jesus. We look to you. We look to you. We look to you. We look to you, Lord Jesus. We have you. We look to you. We look to you, Lord Jesus. We get to the seat of authority. We look to you, 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 we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, in spirit and in truth. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We look to 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 you. Everyone, come on again. Look at us. 
No place like the presence of your father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I cannot explain it. And this may not make sense. But I'm just going to believe the Lord that this day, this day we choose to make declarations. Just like we, we uh, pray that we have been taught to make our declarations. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 <laughs> We are participants this morning. No man left behind. If the army, the natural army got sense enough to say no man left behind, then we say no man left behind. If there's somebody around you that look like they don't want to get their praise on, just look at them and say no man left behind this morning. No man left behind. Hallelujah. I cannot explain it. This may not make sense. I know what it looks like, but I'm going to think things different because I'm expecting something different. I'm speaking something different. I'm claiming something different. Expecting something different. Say, I cannot explain this may not make sense. I know. I know what it looks like, but I choose to not. Uh, speaking of something different, claiming something. Come on, and just clap your hands this morning. Hallelujah. Anybody expecting something different? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, I cannot say, I cannot explain this may not make sense. I know. Like, but I choose to go against it. And I'll speak something different. 
Miracles on the way. 
Hallelujah. 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 How many know when praises go up, blessings come down? Hallelujah. Let's bless your father like he woke you up this morning and blew breath in your body and protected you all the way here that you would be able to open your mouth and praise him. Hallelujah. He didn't wake you up for no reason. He woke you up for you to praise him, to glorify him, to magnify him. Hallelujah. 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 Give him praise that he is due. Hallelujah. 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 I want to welcome you all here today. Hallelujah. If you're visiting us, we thank you for visiting with us. We want you to be free to flow in the Holy Spirit just as we do. Hallelujah. So we ask that you just enjoy this service. Be free. Be open to the Holy Spirit coming to touch you and change you in a way that you have never been changed before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We welcome you. Thank you for being here. The wait is over. 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 I don't have to wait. 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 The wait is over. 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 So I will praise him now. So I will praise him now. So I will praise him now. I will praise him now. I will praise him now. The miracles on the way. Set the miracles on the way. Miracles on the way. The miracles on the way. The miracles on the way. Hallelujah. I want y'all to get that in your spirit though. You know, we sing this song, we sing songs Sunday after Sunday, and it's not just for a show, I promise. We don't get up here for a show. We, that was in um, Elder Duran's spirit, and that was for you. I hope that you got it. How many of you know your miracles really is, your miracles really are, excuse me, on the way? Anybody know that? Because it's real quiet in here for y'all to know it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on and give your God some praise. How many of you know he's here? He is here, servants of the Lord. Is any of his children in his house? Hallelujah. Anybody glad to be in the presence of the Lord? Come on and give your God some praise this morning. Come on and give your God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Where's your relationship this morning? Hallelujah. In your father's house. Would you not say thank you? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, closest friend, most beautiful, most beautiful, dearest Father, closest friend, most beautiful, most beautiful, help me say, Dearest Father, dearest Father, closest friend, most beautiful, most beautiful, 
most beautiful. Dearest Father, dearest Father, Moses Moses friend, friend, most beautiful, most beautiful, most beautiful, most beautiful, most beautiful. dearest. Father, he's my closest friend, closest friend, most beautiful, most beautiful, most beautiful. There are no words, there's nothing left. My heart sings to you. Oh, oh, oh. there are no words, there's nothing. Oh 
everything changes. Hallelujah. I'm captivated with just one look. Everything changes. Hallelujah. I'm captivated with just one look. Everything changes. I'm captivated. I'll never be the same. Just walk. Everything, everything changes. I'm captivated. I'm captivated. I'll never be the same. Just walk. Everything, everything changes. Everything, everything changes. I'm in your presence. Everything changes. Just one Everything, everything 
to the Lord. I don't, it doesn't matter what you sound like. You two focus on your voice and he's worried about your heart. Hallelujah. While we were in worship, the Lord began to deal with me and he began to say, because I was looking around like, okay. And he began to say because he desires individual skin to skin. And he began to show me how after a mother has a child, it can be imperative to just lay the baby on the on the mother's skin. And a lot of times, see, I had a child and when I was trying to do skin to skin, there were 500 people in the room. And one doctor was like, we got to put the eye stuff on them. One doctor's like, we got to get the shot. And next doctor's like, oh, you got to hurry up and try to feed. And sometimes we're so focused on all those other parts of, of trying to serve God. Oh, God, I got to do this for you and I got to do that for you. And I just heard the Lord say, but I just want you to lay and receive skin to skin because when you just lay on me and receive skin to skin that's when the mother and the baby's heart can begin to align if there's things that are wrong if, if the labor was complicated and you lay the baby on the mother and that's when the complications from the baby will literally leave the baby's body and you're so focused on trying to figure out how to get your complications out with the shot and with these eye drops and trying to feed this and feed that because you think that's going to feed the malnourished part of you but really the lord is just saying if you just let me get the skin to skin 
our hearts can begin to be in a rhythm. Our hearts can begin to align. Your will will begin to align to my will. You're trying to bend it and push it and cast it out when really the Lord just seeks to have that intimate, individual, skin-to-skin time with you. So I just wanted to share that before everybody rose their hands and closed their eyes and like tried to get all deep. <laughs> and just, if you would just literally lift your hands and just lay on the Lord, I guarantee you that everything that you need in this moment, the Lord will be able to give. So lift your hands and worship him. We can do teachings on worship. We can do teachings on worship, but I can't. I can't make you. Okay, now y'all follow me. Okay, y'all keep worshiping. We're going to do the same thing, but we're not going to do it as robotic. Um, Dear his father, closest friend, most beautiful, most beautiful, you are my dearest father, closest friend. Most beautiful, most beautiful, most beautiful. I'm the word, I'm the word. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. My heart, my heart shakes I love you, oh God. No words could ever express my love for you. Deepest part of me cries out to you. Oh, Almighty, Almighty and Holy One, all glory and honor is yours. Oh, Come on, lift your voice and worship him. Come on, lift it to him. How we honor you, Jesus. How we honor you, Lord. King of glory. Of 
Yes, yes, 
Jesus, I break every shackle off of you now. In the name of Jesus, every yoke and every bondage in Jesus' name, not like the walls of Jericho. I need you to open your mouth and just give him a shout because he's setting you free now. In the name of Jesus, I break it now. I break it now. I break it. I break it. I break it. Frustration, anger, heaviness, yokes, that pressure and control that's been on your neck. I break it now. Come on, be free. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. 
Come on, let's get into that press right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every mind-binding spirit now in the name of Jesus. Every tormenting spirit in the name of Jesus. Fear and torment in the name of Jesus. Break now in Jesus' name. I break your hold in the name of Jesus. Fear, torment, loose them now in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. Fear and torment, loose them now in the name of Jesus. Come on, open up your mouth and give them a shout. It's fear that would constantly try and steal your peace. In Jesus' name, we break it right now in the name of Jesus. We dethrone you over their, off their lives in the name of Jesus. The thief of peace in the name of Jesus. The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But he came that we might have life and that more abundantly. So, peace stealer, I break your hold now in the name of Jesus. Loose them now. Go, go from around them, go from their families, go from their home, go from their relationships, go from their situations, go from their jobs, and every principality that would steal the peace of God, lose them now. Come on, give them a shout. Give them a shout. Literally open your mouth and shout. There's something happening over here. I need y'all to open up your mouth too. The thief of peace. Ooh, the thief that would steal peace from your body in the name of Jesus. Go now in the name of Jesus. Go, go, go in the name of Jesus. Physical ailments that have been popping up and it has been because of the tormentor. The one that would speak to digestive issues in Jesus' name. Go in the name of Jesus. Lay hands on your belly in the name of Jesus. That one with digestive issues in the name of Jesus. Gird in the name of Jesus. Acid reflux in the name of Jesus. Let's keep going. That pressure that's been on your chest. Anxiety. Loose them now in the name of Jesus. Fear and anxiety. Loose them now in the name of Jesus. Oh, oh yes. Oh yes, I see you. Go, go, go in the name of Jesus. Perfect love casts out all fear. So we find the love of Jesus to you now. In Jesus' name, come on, clap those hands and celebrate the Lord. Come on, celebrate him. Celebrate him. Come on, celebrate Jesus, celebrate. Celebrate Jesus, celebrate! Celebrate Jesus, celebrate! Thank you, Master. I need some people that know that they're anointed to come and anoint their aunt. Listen to me. Before all of the saints start moving, there is no shame and having low rank. None. But we're about to do something and I need you to be ready to go here with me. As we praise, I want you to come and get some anointing oil. 
anoint your hands because we're going to anoint these cloths for miracles. Okay, that's a good amen. Okay, I'm checking your responses. Those people who really, I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you, I don't, I don't want you to impart nothing and you ain't got no faith or you scared and you can't believe for your tomorrow, but you want to believe for the supernatural for everybody else. And let me tell you right now, before you walk up here, just because you're feeling it right now, does not mean you carry it. I need you to be honest with yourself in this, this moment right here, because if I turn around and you up here and I know you ain't got no power, I'm gonna send you back to your seat. I'm just being honest with you, okay? And so take a deep breath and pray the Holy Ghost back to your seat until, until you got you some power, I'm telling you. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but where we're gonna send these, we're gonna need miracles to happen. And ain't nobody got time for no games. Is that all right? I'm glad to see you here. Go ahead, anoint them, anoint them, hand it, hand it around. You gonna need, you gonna need some oil on your hands. Oil on your hands. They gonna need more oil than that. Some of the saints is ashy. And so their skin is soaking it up. Which one, Algeria? Is that why she bouncing like that? You need a microphone if you got a word. Don't give me no extras, I need the word. Hallelujah. They got oil on their hands? You might turn it on. Let me see your hands. You need some more. Yeah, we're going to need some more. Speak, just speak. out of order but just just the, the middle part was out of order and the top part the top part was was functioning just the way it was and so the top part represent our leader they functioning just the way it's supposed to be functioning and the the, the middle part was the bottom part which which is us it's, it's the it's, it's, it's the body it's the body it was out of order but then we we saw all the pieces and we begin to put the pieces back and we begin to put the pieces back where they belong and then as we put the pieces back in where they belong the the body the whole machine begin to the function and that's what god was saying as we as we begin to put the pieces back in order we will function just like the head will function and that's what god was saying Hold on to us. Hold on to us. Hallelujah. I'm gonna need some of that. It's Put them in your hand. 
make sure that oil gets all on them and begin to pray. Go ahead, out loud, begin to pray in Jesus' name that the miracle working power of God, this is what the Bible says, that they brought cloths to uh, uh, Peter and them and the apostles so that they could pray and they would carry these cloths back to those who were sick and infirm and they would be healed and they would be delivered. So in the name of Jesus, we impart right now the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that those who come in contact with each and every one of these in Jesus' name will experience the miracle power of God, that deliverance will happen, that healings will happen in the name of Jesus, that the divine working power of the Holy Ghost will be seen in their lives in Jesus' name. Do you believe that? Do you believe it? Go ahead and celebrate Jesus. Drops in there. Hallelujah. Hey, glory. into people after you fill out their prayer request make sure you fill out a prayer request too they're they're up here if you're watching and you need one just inbox us email us something let us know because after you fill one of these out i want you to get them one of those prayer cloths that we've been praying over y'all don't realize it but y'all been praying over them for the last month as you were fasting you were praying over them does that make sense and so we're expecting miracles. Last week, the Lord told me, get ready. He said, get the people ready. I said, get the people ready for what? He said, for the transition that I'm taking you through. And so that means that if he's taking me into this grand apostolic area, I told him that if you want me to operate in a certain area, then that means you're going to have to pay for it. And the evidence of that said thing is going to have to follow me. And if that's the case, that means that we produce after our own kind. That means that you are supposed to be operating in areas of miracles, signs, and wonders. It's a part of being supposed to be a part of our everyday life. Somebody say amen. And so you can't have a miracle unless there is something wrong. You can't have a healing unless there is somebody who's sick. You can't have a miracle if there is a desperate need for something that you cannot do on your own. And so this is why he puts you right into my God. He puts you right into the middle of it. Because you are the miracle. And you carry the power. You carry the grace on the inside of you. You can doubt it if you want to, but that's what the word says. And that's why the issues keep popping up. Because the miracle is listed on the inside of you. I don't know it because... Because you're not in his word. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Master. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to him one last time. Just, just lift them to him. Jesus, we honor you. Lord, make me a miracle. Make me a miracle. 
put me in places where I can operate and demonstrate the kingdom to win the lost. Let's do something real quick. Just repeat after me. Father, in Jesus' name, I recommit and rededicate my life to the Lordship of Jesus. Lord, take control of my life again. Wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I yield to you in Jesus' name. Clap your hands and bless it. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I really don't want to move yet. Like, I feel like God's doing something. I just don't know exactly what it is. So I'm not one of those people that'll be like, oh, well, we just go because, no, I feel like he's doing something. So until I know what he wants me to do, I will stand still until your will is clear until your will is clear until your will is clear to me until your will is clear until your will is clear, until your will is clear to me, I'll stand still, I'll stand still, I'll stand still, until your will is clear, until your will is clear. Until your will is clear to me. Last time, clap those hands and bless the King of Glory. It's real good. Praise the name of our God. Praise the name of our God. For even, for even so, thus saith God. He would that none would perish, but that all would come into repentance. Yes. He, the said a man thirst for truth the sinner man thirst for righteousness yeah my church and my examples but even the sinner man would rather drink from a clean glass than a dirty glass judge ye yourselves Judge yourselves. Art thou clean? Art thou holy as I am holy? Saith the Lord. 
search me, O God, and know me now. Take this sin from my heart. I want to be just as you are. I want to be clean. I want to be pure. I want to be holy. Wanna be your? I wanna be purified, Jesus. I wanna be purified, Lord. I wanna be whole, purified, Jesus. Wanna be purified, me, Lord. Wanna be clean, purified, me, Jesus. I wanna be purified, me, Lord. I wanna be holy. Wanna be your Lord. Lord, I bow. Take me, O God, and know me now. Take this sin from my heart. I want to be. Just as you are, I wanna be clean. I wanna be pure. I wanna be holy. I wanna be your. I wanna be. Wanna be pure? I wanna be holy. I wanna be your. I wanna be clean. I wanna be pure. I wanna be holy. I wanna be yours. I wanna be clean. I wanna be pure. I wanna be yours. 
to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities. Cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, 
thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hid part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltness. O oh God, thou God of my salvation, my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O oh Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. Sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O oh God, you will not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. Create in me a clean You know this? Don't write me either. And renew a right spirit in this morning ready for the word everybody say work the word work the word the word works who said that oh yes 
Work the word. The word works. Work the word. The word works. Years ago, I was working a prophetic thing with Dr. Margaret Washington. She's gone on before us, but I remember we were talking afterwards, and uh, she said, she was a larger, robust woman, but she was tall. <laughs> you remember Margaret? She was very aggressive, very in your face. And as we were talking, she said, that was a good prophetic flow. And I said, amen. She said, it was good. Because she used to shh her asses. <laughs> I miss her. It was good. God was honored. She really used to talk like that, like in her everyday life. People thought that she was super spiritual, but that's the way she really talked. She would answer the phone, Evangel Christian Churches. And then she would cover the thing and be like, I don't know who this is. She's cracked me up. And at, yep, just like that. And as we were walking back to the office, she stopped. She said, that was her, that was her. That was her time. She stopped and she was caught up. She used to do that all the time. We'd be sitting there talking. She'd be like, huh? The Lord just brought your file before me. And I used to be like, oh, great. <laughs> Girl, what, what now? So as we were walking back to the office, she stopped. She said, shit, We had to stabilize her because she was caught up. And she said, God just spoke to me. I said, clearly. And she said, work the word. The word works. Ha! And she started dancing. No music. There was nobody even in the sanctuary at this point. She did not care. And from that moment forward, I carried that. Work the word. The word works. And it took me forever to really understand that. Yeah, y'all might want to write that down. Work the word. The word works. Often when I sign my autograph on some of my books, guess what I put? Work the word. The word works. The Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but his, his word, his prophecies will fail. Tongues will cease. We just saw prophecies fail when the new president came in. Hallelujah. So we know prophecies fail. But what will stand forever is what? Yes. Listen. I'll take all my stuff. <laughs> We're going to tag team this thing today. Well, last month, we were focused on prayer, right? And we, we talked about all the means of prayer. We talked about the contradictions and all of the stuff that would be on the inside of us. And here is the thing. You know, the Bible says that, um, um, what is it, when he talks about uh, acknowledge him and he will, uh, what's the one about him giving you the desires of your heart? Commit your ways and delight yourself in the Lord and he will what? 
give you the desires of your heart. Often we think that whatever is in my heart, that's what he's going to give me. But if you delight yourself in him, what his desire is, is going to be your desire. That's what's going to be on your heart. And that's what he will say here. I'm going to put this on your heart to desire so that I can give it to you. Let's jump to the New Testament where he starts talking about if my word abide in you, then you can do what? Then you can ask what you will. The issue is many of us have not been in his. And so his word is not. And so as we're asking what we will, it's not being done for us because we ain't got no word on the inside. His word is creative power. And so when we begin to put the, this is why you'll hear us pray, Father, I thank you that your word says, and so in Jesus' name, this has to happen. This is why. Often we will pray and make declarations, and you don't have the authority to, because you're not in that kind of agreement with him. You're not ranking there. You're not in covenant there. Y'all shaking y'all head. Do you understand what that means? So the governor can make a decree that the mayor can't because the governor's rank is different than the mayor's. Does this make sense? So the city council can say that this is what we need for these areas, for the areas that they counsel for. The governor speaks for the entire state. Does that make sense? Now, when you start making declarations, now something that I always say is that um, anybody can make a declaration over their house. You can make all kinds of declarations because that's where you rule. But when you make a decree and decree in Jesus' name, this is what's going to happen. This is what is going to happen. You have to have authority in order to do that. Because the mayor can all. They say, this is what the state of Michigan to do, and the state of Michigan won't do any of that. Why? Because we don't work for you. We don't follow your order. We appreciate you, Mayor, but you're not the governor, so your words for us don't carry any weight because you have no power here. And so often in our prayer life, we'll start to see things that are uh, immovable, because we have not used the tools that God has given us, namely his word. And we're just saying a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> Y'all know, I, we talked about that before, just regurgitating, just, you know, this is what I'm supposed to say. So, Father, I thank you for da 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 Thank you, Jesus. Change our lives, uh, minister to us, build us, heal us, touch us. In Jesus' name, amen. You're just regurgitating. You're just regurgitating, just over and over and over, just saying the same thing over and over and over, just complete repetition. And then you start going, Lord, why is, why is none of my prayers being heard? Because I heard this already. <laughs> no, there is no heart from God. There's no, um, uh, there's no uh, ranking. There's no authority. There's no grace in what you're trying to accomplish in your communication with the Lord. So the contract you signed with him was that I will bless the Lord at all times and blessing the Lord at all times is not what you've done. So now the contract is null and void. So when you come in order to get him to do something, you start rubbing him, which seems like a genie and you just, you know, because your word says, I hold you to your word. And you only know like three scriptures. Like, hold on. I mean, let's be honest. We, 
We just read that in Psalms uh, 51. That's what I was reading. I'm not going to cover up my transgression. And the truth is, because we have not been in our, in our word, our um, activation of prayer has been null and void. And the accomplishment that we want to get done in the spirit and in the earth is not done because the thing that is the active power behind what we say is not in us. And so it's empty and it's echoing. Does this make sense? Now, to those who have been in their word and the Bible and the word of God is living on the inside of them and out of their mouths come his word every time they begin to pray and make a decree, it's different for you. Why is it different for you? Because the word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Remember, we were talking about um, the um, contradictions. Anybody remember that? We were talking about the contradictions that are uh, living on the inside of us. Uh, we started off with Cain and Abel. First, we started off with Eve when she ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If it was just a tree of knowledge of good, we would have been okay. The tree of knowledge of good or the tree of knowledge of evil, we would have been okay. But the tree of knowledge of good and evil, those two things are always contradicting each other. And so then we take in and we reproduce who? Cain and Abel. Was y'all here last week? <laughs> he produced Cain and Abel. And the Bible continues to show us different contradictions throughout Scripture. You've got Jacob and Esau, Leah and Rachel. Uh, jump to the New Testament where you got Herod and um, Pilate. One said, kill him. One said, hey, I don't want nothing to do with this man. Complete opposites. And, and so now we have this battle on the inside of us. The carnal mind is enmity against God. And so there's constant battle between the two. So we see this contradiction that's living on the inside of us. You know what the only thing is that is going to divide that contradiction? It is absolutely the word of God. Do you have a scripture for that? Of course I do. Of course. Let's start with Romans 8 first. Let's prove this to you. Because the mind of the flesh is enmity against God. That means it's always fighting against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So when people start asking questions about um, um, how I feel about deliverance or any of this stuff, well, we can look at this scripture. The flesh is always in enmity against God, but you've got the Holy Spirit, right? You've got everything that you need on the inside of you that causes you to live right and to grow and to be holy and sanctified. But you also have a whole enemy living on the inside of you all at the same time. Always a contradiction, always fighting, always battling. When you want to do good, that's what Paul said. When I want to do good, evil is present always. That thing that I try to resist, I somehow end up doing it all the time. I don't want to have an attitude, and suddenly I have an attitude. I tell myself, you are not going to be angry at this. And by the end of the day, guess what? Angry at it. Now, I'll be trying to do it, and somehow, some way, there is something on it. Y'all, y'all, okay. And so we have to understand and admit the fact that there is always a contradiction that's happening on the inside of us. Some of us have contradictions when we look in the mirror. That the person that you see is not the person that he said that you are. Want to look at somebody in scripture? Gideon. Gideon was in the threshing floor hiding because he was going to get food 
for the rest of the children of Israel. The angel of the Lord shows up, oh, thou mighty man of valor. He says, I am the least of the least of the little ones in my. He couldn't even identify the fact that, sir, everything you're doing shows how much valor you carry. Couldn't see it. He couldn't see it. He couldn't even identify it in himself. And some of you look in the mirror and you just see all this disgust and all of this stuff. Yes, of course, where our hearts are filthy rags and all of that. But because of the blood of Jesus, we become purified. At some point, we've got to believe the word of God. At some point, I've got to say, you know what? Even though, ooh, I almost went somewhere else. We didn't want to go there. Though my sins be as scarlet. Listen, listen, the scripture says, though not, not that you're washing it, not, though my sins are, they are as scarlet, they'll be whiter than snow. <laughs> At some point, you got to start believing that and stop living in the place of scarlet. At some point, your behavior has to start to change because he's already purified. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. But where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Why is that? Because the reason I don't want to sin is because of the grace that he's caught me and pulled me out. I don't have grace so that I can keep sinning. I have it and I walk in it because he's pulled me out of that bondage. Does that make sense? And so now I don't have to stay there. Is that making sense to you? You know how I know this, though, right? How? It's in the Word. I was at a service yesterday, and somebody said, everybody say, experience is the best teacher. I said, no, it ain't. <laughs> I said, no, it's not. Thank God for my experiences. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of God. But give me the Word any day. Because when I get into an experience, I already have the answer because of the word. I don't have to be an addict in order to understand addiction. Yeah. Not being able to communicate that addiction, that not, that's kind of different. But I, I, under, I don't have to be in jail to understand being set free. Does this make sense? And the scripture says that I have been made free. Made, meaning the process of freedom is being done in me right now. And so I understand the struggle that you may have, even though yours may not be as obvious as mine. Oh, hallelujah. Even though my bondage may not be as obvious as yours, I'm still being made free. See, you, you can't smell, you can't smell my deception. You can't smell my manipulation. Huh? You can't smell my lie. Well, I say all the time, I can smell it. I can smell it when you're lying. And it stinks in my nostrils. <laughs> but the issue is because we have it hidden, a lot of times we feel justified in dealing with somebody else's stuff. It's a big old beam in your eye. You know what happened? Everybody do this. Put one finger. I saw this on TikTok. One finger in front of one eye. Right? And then look at that eye. 
or look at that finger and then pull that finger away. <laughs> All of y'all was like, <laughs> every single one of you. What happens? Your perception, it changes. Why? Because you got this big old thing in your eye, but now you're going to try to get a speck out of mine. I'm going to be blind because you can't even see. So why don't I start dealing with this big old thing in my eye so that I can then restore my brother? The Bible never talked about us fixing our brother. You who are spiritual, restore them. Re restore. Listen, considering yourself. Why? You was just down there. <laughs> Y'all looking at me. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. Y'all looking at me. Hebrews 4 and 12. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing even to the dividing of what? Soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and quick to discern the thoughts and intents of the heart. One of the most annoying things to me is when people ask me questions and their intent is not to get the answer, but to try and trap me or trick me. You think I can't discern that? You think I can't sense that? You think I can't feel that? God, it, it drives me nuts. And before they know it, I am on like 15 and I'm going in. Why? Because I already figured out what you were trying to do. And so now you got to lie to me and pretend like that wasn't your original intent. So now that's going to make me even madder. <laughs> so the word of God is quick, meaning that it is alive, right? And anything alive should be growing and producing even, even more life. So every day our cells are reproducing, our white blood cells are fighting infections and all this stuff. And the word of God severs and separates between the soul and the spirit. Those contradictions that we have, it is the word of God that separates that. You know how difficult it is as a prophetic person to be in places, feel some type of way about somebody and still have to deliver the word of the Lord. And you've got to use what? The word of God to separate the two. There's been times I have friends, <laughs> I have friends that inbox me prophetic words that they've received from people that I know. What do you think of this word? They were like, we need you to judge this. And I'll start reading. I'm like, well, clearly he doesn't like you. Well, he doesn't really even know me. Eh, well, he still feels some type of way about you. Because this word is a mixture of soul and spirit. How do I know that? Because I've gotten in his word and I understand that when he speaks, he speaks a certain way. How many of you feel like you know me? Okay, that's real good. I'm glad. Some people like me. Eh, that's good. Because what you get is Prophet Ray. Huh? This is who I give to you. Most of you don't know Rayvon Leonard Shipman. And that's on purpose because you couldn't handle him. He can barely handle him. So you certainly, you wouldn't go to church, know Jesus. Mm -mm, you wouldn't identify as black anymore. You'd be like, nope, whatever he is, I want the opposite. Why? Why? So why then do I just present to you Prophet Ray? This is just the part. Well, that's the part that I want to share with you. Okay? 
So when you start to get in his word, guess what you get? You get a part of him that he wants to share with you. Now, the interesting thing is that the more time you spend, you spend with Prophet Ray, guess what's going to happen? The more you see of Rayvon. And then you understand why he tries to keep profit out front. Yeah. Am I right? At the same time, the more time you spend with me, the more you get to know how I respond, how I think, why I think the way that I do, why I'm going to say this instead of saying that, why when I start to correct you, I'll do it in such a manner that sometimes you don't even realize you just got corrected. Why? Because Rayvon don't mind telling you. Yeah. This is why it's important for us to know the mind and the heart of God. The mind of God would be Rayvon. The heart of God would be Prophet Ray. The mind of God would say, this person needs corrected, so bam, this is how it is. The heart of God says, well, if you tell them this way, they're not going to be able to hear it. They're going to become angry in addition to the bad behavior that they were already doing. They're going to continue in it. So this is the way you need to do it. With loving kindness have I drawn thee. Does that make sense? But you'll only know that if you get into the Word. That Word has got to become a life for you. Living, breathing. To the point where I can't function without it. Jesus said that give us our. Do, are you in your word daily? Now stop lying. Are you in your word daily? Daily, daily. A lot of us pray throughout the day, all day, every day. Oh, about Shondo and all of that stuff. But don't get in our word. Now, listen. Tongues will cease. I'm not saying that prayer is not important. It is just as important. The Bible says you ought to do, you ought not do one and leave the other undone. Baby, you've got to do it all. You've got to do it. You've got to pray. You've got to get in your word because you don't, you won't get to know him unless you get into his word, his word. Now, the Bible says that, oh, the word of God is the thing that separates us from the spirit and that emotional state and that emotional feeling that we have. It's the word of God that solidifies what is his particular word. It's the word of God that causes us to judge what is God and what is not God. The gift of discerning of spirits is about knowing what's happening behind what is being said. The Bible says that you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Ain't that what it said? And he said, thy word is truth. And who is the word? So while you're getting to know him, you're getting to know the truth and the truth makes you free. So getting to know him makes you free. <laughs> All right. So what does this have to do with sober living and being having a sober mind? I'm going to tell you. Let's go to Psalms 119.105. When you begin to work the word. When you begin to work the word, the word of God becomes a GPS system. This was interesting. I don't care how many times I read the word and every time, hopefully, hopefully something pops out, something is highlighted. And I was like, mind blown. 
Psalms 119, 105, it says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. Sounds redundant. Sounds like he just said the same thing, right? A lamp and a light. And instantly, as I was reading this, the Holy Spirit took me back. I've been to Rome, and one of the things that I realized was they had marble in the ground. Like, just marble, just in the ground. But then I noticed that it was kind of a pattern, and it led to wherever, you know, wherever we were going. I thought that was pretty cool. So I said, why is there marble in the ground? <laughs> you know, I'll ask a question. And he said, oh, I'm glad you asked that, because there were no street lights. Okay, <laughs> there are lights means what? He said, and everybody did not have a lamp. So they put marble in the ground so that the reflection of the moon would light the path. I said, oh, how innovative is that? Right? Okay, so the scripture says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And so the thing that the Holy Spirit showed me was that the word of God is a lamp for you to when you take your steps so that you can walk and give you direction to where you're supposed to go. But it's also a light unto your path so that it gives you either this view or that view. Isn't that good? So wherever I need to go, he shows me where I need to go. And his word also shows me where I'm going. Anybody ever take a trip or take a drive or use your GPS system? And it says, turn right. That is the word being a lamp. But then if you scroll down and go down to the bottom and it'll show you like the whole map system, that is the word being a light unto your path. Ain't that good? I just thought that was super deep for me. I thought that was awesome. So it's not just about your individual steps. It's about the grand place that he's trying to take you. And the word of God is both of those. So it lets you know what steps that you're taking and where you're going to go. Here's the other one. First Peter two, uh, first Peter one, one and 23. And it says, having been begotten again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which liveth and abideth. And it actually should say with liveth and abideth forever. So the word of God, when we work the word and we're trying to live soberly, the word of God adds life and causes sustainability. So when storms come, I'm not so easily blown over, not because I've spent time in prayer, not because I prayed in the Holy Ghost, not because I cast out demons or because I've been through deliverance, but because the word of God is an anchor for me. And so I cannot be blown over because something that is impossible to be moved is what I'm rooted in. Just like the tree. You can tell the saints ain't in the word. Because <laughs> when we were talking about prayer, everybody's like, yes, yes. They're like, mm, I got to read my Bible. Y'all watch, y'all like reality shows? Like real life. I love. Oh, Married to Medicine comes back on. I already talked to Dr. Simone. It's going to be really exciting. <laughs> it's going to be real good. So Married to Medicine comes back at our uh, Atlanta Housewives has been 
very interesting lately. Um, the Housewives of Salt Lake City was very weird. I don't, I, I don't know. So if you watch these shows, um, I like watching them because I love the drama. Um, what is it? Uh, what's the fiance one? Married at first sight. Married at first sight and 90 day fiance. Married at first sight. Y'all know Chris. Listen, he is the most hated man in America right now. <laughs> but I love watching it because I'm grateful that the drama is yours and not mine. That's real, really. That's and I love it. So whatever drama I'm going through, let, let me tell on our housewives because I'm sure they're gonna have something that's way over what I'm dealing with. So let me just if you get into your word, you'll see all kinds of stuff just like that. And it's real reality. Like it's not scripted. Like this thing happened. Imagine. Imagine. Before I got married, um, Cedric, Prophet Cedric had a nice girlfriend. They decided to get married. They got married, right? And one day, we're out chilling, and I just decided to look at his wife and be like, hmm, she kind of cute. While Cedric's out preaching, I go to her, and I'm like, girl, we got to uh, make this thing happen. Right. So we hook up. She ended up getting pregnant. Right. And so what I do is I call Cedric like, oh, you got to come back. You've been on a road for too long. You got to come home. You got to spend some time with Boo. So he goes, he goes and spends some time with Boo. But then he says, you know what? I can't like do nothing because, you know, I, I'm in the spirit. I got stuff. I got work to do. And so I can't just do that. And so he gets ready. He goes back out. And so I call one of my friends in Colorado and I say, you're going to have to take care of him. Shoot this killing dead. So he gets dead. And then my daddy comes to me like, so. <laughs> there was a shepherd who had one sheep. <laughs> All of this stuff is real. You know that's the story of David. But this, you won't know this stuff unless, so how about this? Before I get married, the Lord tells me, go over to six mile, no, not six mile, go to eight mile. Eight mile in Whitworth. You know, there's different kind of girls at six mile. Eight mile in Whitworth. Go and get one of them. Marry her. Bring Yes, I was about to say, bring this hoe home. That's what she is. Bring her home. She comes home. I done got married to her. We having kids. I wake up. This hoe gone. She is gone. And so I start going around looking for her. And the Bible says that she was out of hoeing. So I had to go and get her from hoeing. I had to pay her people. This girl went ahead, she got pimps. <laughs> and John's. So I have to pay them off to get her back. And this is my wife. And we got kids. So she's a bad mother and a bad wife. 
but she, oh, a good one because she was earning some money. And so she, she gets home, and guess what happens? She leaves again. Then I find her all beat up, chopped up, and not chopped up yet. I find her beat up. I think we, he did bring her back again, and then she went out again. But then his last time, he found her, and she was dead. And so then the Lord tells me, cut her up. Send her to the 12 counties in Michigan and let them know that this is what they look like to me. Now, every time I bring them in, they end up leaving me, going back to that same whorish behavior. That's in the Bible. But then some of us understand the story, but not the revelation <laughs> that he's trying to get over to you. And sometimes we are that whore that he's gone and rescued us and redeemed us. And we go back to that same behavior, that same pattern, that same thought life, that same the way that everything has always gone. That's exactly what we go back to because it becomes familiar. And I was getting paid. I was getting something out of that. I was feeling good in that. Come on. And then there are times when I'm sure that while she was doing her business, it wasn't even about business now. It was about escape. It was about me feeling good because living as a wife had me trapped. It put boundaries on me that I did not have, restrictions that I didn't have before. But now I get to go out and do whatever I wanted to do. But what she didn't realize is that those restrictions were saving you. Those boundaries were saving you. The covenant that you had was the thing that covered you and protected you. But we missed that revelation because we don't get into our word and we don't know the story. But the word of God becomes something that gives us life and causes sustainability in your relationships, in your jobs, in, in your behavior, in your mind. The Bible says that I will keep you whose is what? Stayed. Stayed. It's got to stay. Not because you think about him. Oh, I'm going to think about Jesus because I'm mad. Oh, I'm real mad. No, no. You've got to keep it stayed. There, there's a constant practice. On, listen, you've got to, you feel like you're losing your mind. You've got to stay it on it. Put your worship music on. Get your worship or your scriptures on your phone. Get your Bible out. Pray in the Holy Ghost in your car. It's going to be something you're going to have to stay. You can stay watching Netflix. Can't get no amens. None. None. Because we didn't sing Bridgington. We didn't sing Cobra Kai. Some of us. Y'all ain't seen Bridgington? <laughs> okay. Cobra Kai. Karate Kid, y'all? Okay. <laughs> and we'll sit there and watch an entire, binge the whole thing. How many of you did the system in February? Mm -hmm. Remember I told you 30 minutes to pray in the Holy Ghost? You listen to it. Listen to the scripture, pray in the Holy Ghost, and watch it and follow the scripture. 30 minutes, just 30 minutes. We did it, didn't we? It was kind of hard. Listen, I think I pray in the Holy Ghost more than anybody that I know. And somehow, this became difficult. It's just 30 minutes. Oh, but I could literally sit in front of the TV and watch Netflix, Hulu, or some show. Three. 
I've stayed up all night watching Bridgington. I had to find out who this woman was. What's her name, Mrs. Worthington? I had to figure out who she was. Okay, I'm, I know I'm not the only one. Y'all sitting here looking at me like I'm crazy. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Oh, mother, you would love Bridgington. It's so good. It's so good. And then it's set back in like the... Oh, and here's the best part. Did anybody ever reckon, realize that um, in Bridgington, there were like all the races were there? Black, white, and it wasn't like a hierarchy. Like there were white slaves and black slaves and Asian slaves and Hispanic. I loved it. It was really good. The black dukes, yes, it was really good. But you see this? I hear you. I'm focused. I know what I'm talking about. The thing is, I want you to realize how much detail you know about Bridgington. I got this thing. I want you to see how many details you know about that whole thing. You got the Dukes, you got the Duchess, you got the Grace, your Grace. You got all of this stuff. But if I tell you, uh, Nehemiah, tell me the story of Nehemiah. Where is Nehemiah in the Bible? Where's Nahum? I didn't even know there was a Nahum. All right, Second Timothy. Every 3 and 16, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, every scripture inspired of God is inspired of God. It's also profitable for what? For teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, which is in righteousness. 17, verse 17. That the man of God may be complete, furnished, completely unto every good work. The word of God simply makes us complete. Now go back to 16. How does the word of God make us complete? Because it gives us reproof, it gives us correction, and it gives us instruction. It gives us everything. So it makes us complete. Complete in what? Complete in doing the work of the Lord complete in our lives, complete in our emotional state, complete in how we think. And here's the thing. A lot of people, believers, don't really believe this. You know how I know? Because the Word of God is not the place that we run to when we need help. Now, I understand that we should use every tool that we have in our arsenal. When it's time to go to the doctor or you have a headache, Word of God is not the first avenue that we go to. It's Tylenol, aspirin, or anything. I just need to pop this real quick so I can get through this, so I can read my Bible. I can't really concentrate because, you know, I'm not feeling that well. So I'm going to go ahead and pop this uh, Imodium AD so I can sit down and get into my word. Physician, heal thyself. Did you at least lay hands on yourself first? Did you break the power of that thing? Did you speak against it? Did you declare my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and you won't disrupt it? And then take your medicine. I'm not saying don't take your little medicine. I'm saying use the word. Because when you start to work it, you'll start to see that it works. Yeah, like you like how I just did that, went all the way back around today. You've got to start using it. And it's different, though. It's different for us. 
Some of us have, I think Sister Smith was telling us a testimony about how they were on, she was on the bus and she prayed for somebody on the bus and bam, they got healed. Remember we were talking about what if? And during that whole season, people were praying for people. People were getting healed at the store, at the grocery store, and we were able to share Jesus with them. It's great and it's powerful. But then when it's, oh, my back hurt. Oh, I can't go to church. I can't do nothing. I can't read. I can't do nothing. Saints, I'm going to go back to this. The saints can, and then I'm going to move, I'm going to jump on it and I'm going to run from it. The saints can watch Netflix and we can sit up and talk, but we can't stay awake for Bible study for an hour. It's just one hour. Jesus said to the disciples, could you not watch with me for just one hour? And honestly, if you look at our time, it's only like 45 minutes. Come on, saints. This scripture tells us that in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, that he wants us to be perfect, right? Go to the 17. That the man of God may be complete, furnished completely unto every good work. But the, the word perfect in here means mature. It means groomed. It means complete. And then furnished means exactly that, thoroughly furnished, having everything that's needed. And then it also means having full supply and all needs. Everything that we need, we have, but it's in the word of God. How to respond, how to think, how to operate. And then how about this? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Everybody wants to prophesy, but don't nobody want to get into the word. You do know that you hear accurately because you know the word. Trust me, the more words you get into, the more accurate your prophetic and the more the wider your scope will be because I know more and more about him. I'm ingesting all of him. So when he speaks to me about somebody specific and uh, answer a question for them, it's a lot larger than just God said he's going to bless you. Well, blessing is not what I need. I need to know if I should take this job or the next one. I need answers. Okay. Last one. First Timothy. First Timothy 1.18. We've been getting out of service later and later. I'm okay with it. We need this word. First Timothy 1.18. This charge I commit unto thee, my child Timothy, according to the prophecies which led the way to thee, that by them thou mayest war the good warfare. Word of God becomes a weapon to fight with. The word of God becomes a weapon to fight with. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, against a wicked, spiritual wickedness of this age, so on and so forth, right? And the word of God is a sword, all of that good stuff. But this scripture tells us, this charge I commit unto thee, my child Timothy, according to the prophecies which led the way to thee, that, that, that by them, by them what? The prophecies. So the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you have to be able to learn how to fight with the words that have been spoken over you. The word of God and the logos and the rhema. You have to be able to fight with the It doesn't matter what you see. 
It's, we have to get there. But we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. A lot of people that are close to me will be like, oh, you're so dismissive about everybody else's feelings. No, I'm not dismissive about your feelings. I'm dismissive about mine. Because if I dwell on it, then it's going to be a whole big thing. So it's so easier for just for me to be like, oh, okay, it's done. I was sitting with my therapist. Did I tell y'all this already? Sat with him last Monday, and we got into a conversation about forgiveness. He's like, give me your definition of forgiveness. Well, um, if somebody offends me or does something to me and I choose to forgive them, even though the process emotionally may be one thing, but in my heart, I've already consciously, I've chosen to forgive them and I've moved past that. It was like, so if they do it again, then I said, then it's as if they've never done it the first time. And he was like, no, people aren't like that. I said, well, the Bible says that I can't forget that my heavenly father can't forgive me if I don't forgive them. And he said, but so that means that person gets to if they did it like five times the same day. So Jesus told a story about that. He actually used seven times. But yeah, that's what forgiveness is. He said, doesn't that mean that you'll keep putting yourself in danger? I said, no, 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 no. He doesn't lead us stupid. If somebody keeps stepping on my foot. I don't have to keep forgiving them. I just move my foot. And he was like, so forgiveness for you means really letting it go. I said, yes, I, I have to because I know me. And so I'll play that thing over and over. But because he wants me furnished and wanting nothing, and because I get to war with the words that have been spoken, I can easily let that stuff go because if you injured me, it's going to be worse for you anyway because I'm one of his little ones. Oh, to you who offend one of my little ones. It would be better for you to be placed into the river with a rope around your neck and something that weighs as much as a truck thrown into the river. It would be so much better for you than for you to mess with one of my babies. This is why it's serious when I see people trying to manipulate the saints through money or through the prophetic. I, listen, we're not going to do that because he does not like his kids messed with. This is why it's important for you to know your word. He gave me the opportunity to share Jesus with my therapist. This is why it's hard for me to go to therapy. Because it almost ends up being flipped and now I'm doing inner healing on my therapist and I'm paying you to do inner healing. No, no. Let me tell you when it is for March. You can call Brittany and get set up. You can pay us. <laughs> I'm not paying you. <laughs> Why am I paying you to do your inner healing? No. But it's because everywhere I'm going, the word of God is coming out. It's leaking out of me. It's leaking. It's oozing out because I'm getting full of it. You know what I started doing? Instead of just driving and playing music all the time, you can play the word. Most of the time, you're just kind of driving and thinking anyway. Why not play the word? You know people who fall asleep with the TV on? Put the word on. YouTube, boom. Just put the word on. That thing will keep going and getting in your spirit. And before you know it, you'll be quoting scriptures and saying stuff and declaring stuff out of your mouth because you have the authority to do it. Let's pray. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would cause our hearts to come alive to your word. Let your word be um, like bread to us. I pray in Jesus' name for desperation for your word, that we would get to know you, not just through prayer, 
not just through coming to church, not just through classes, but by getting into your word and getting revelation of your word and what you have to say to us. Father, we submit ourselves to you. Lord, we understand that most of us know Jesus just based on the words of other people. But Father, today, as we have rededicated ourselves, we pray in the name of Jesus that there will be a fresh hunger and a fresh thirst for your word to get to know you so that we can see healings, miracles, and above all, Lord, so that we can just grow closer to you. We honor you and we thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Clap your hands and bless the Lord. Let's do our offering. We're going to do our offering and we're going to prepare for communion all at the same time. Is that all right? If you need an envelope, you can go ahead and lift your hand. If you're watching now and you need um, information about how to give, you can absolutely do that uh, through Cash App. It should be on your screen. There. Um, Cash App Wits Kojic, W-I-T-S-C-O-G-I-C, or you can send it through Givelify. Um, and we are in Detroit, Michigan, 48224. I'm not sure if our, we should put our positive confession on there so that they can do their positive confession too. All right, if we're ready to give, we're going to do that, do our positive confession, and then we're going to say goodbye to all of our virtual church. Let's do our positive confession. Repeat after me. We give this offering, believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits and settlements, sales and commissions, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received. It's blessing time. It's offering time. Shout hallelujah. Let's go ahead and receive our offering. God bless you, each and every one of you who have been watching. We will see you back here Wednesday um, for our Bible study. It's only one hour. <laughs> or we'll see you back here. Uh, that's at 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Or we'll we see you back here at um, 1045 uh, right here. Same bat time, same bat channel. God bless you.